There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I saw a Macedonian folk horror film last night. And it was excellent. Man, if I had a dime for every Macedonian folk horror film I've ever seen. I'd have one dime. Mm -hmm. I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it (laughs) happened twice. That is the biggest piece of seaweed I've ever seen. Yes, isn't it? We get like the little sheets that are like you know. Oh no, I've never seen a big one like that. But yeah, no, it was called "You Won't Be Alone," and um, it absolutely banged. (laughs) Sorry, that is a comically large. Oh yeah. Also, tonight's drink is this Capri Sun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We're bringing them back. As we should be. Um, tonight's drink for me is tea and water. I have pouches, like Capri Sun type pouches in my fridge that are peach lemonade. Ooh. Except for some reason, the straw is harder to get in that is with the Capri Sun pouches. And the first time I tried to drink one, it just went everywhere. Interesting. Are Are they from Wegmans? No, I got them at Target. It's like some organic oh. brand. Oh. Organic. Yeah. If 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 my shit isn't like swimming in chemicals. Yeah, modify my organism. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a yeah. little bit like sugar-free. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff. Modify like, my DNA. Yeah. It hasn't been working for me thus far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try try some new DNA. New yeah. sequences. Mm-hmm. I'll take it at this point. Um. I just want to take a moment to bask in uh what zach described as the um let me oh no hold on oh no exact words Um, a tragedy in a screen recording a certain ironic richness of the fact that we had homework for this episode and the only person who didn't do it is the college professor I want to point out that multiple times you all have been like, oh, you have, like, the big girl job. Like, yeah, you're busy. You do have the big girl job. Mm -hmm. I had, today alone, I had nine Zoom meetings. That's too many. That's nine too many. Yeah, exactly. So. Wait, wait. When you do your Zoom meetings, do you actually, like, camera on and pay attention? It depends on how many people are in them. That's, that's fair. Yeah, all of today's were camera on participate meetings. Actually, seven of them were, no, eight of them were one-on-one meetings. I tried to do the camera off in a one-on-one meeting. It didn't go well. 
um, that's gross. That's too many. This is not a reflection. The fact that I'm joking about it is not a reflection on you. It's just yeah. funny that in the group of three people with homework, the one person who didn't do it is the college professor. I also did start to watch How to Get Away with Murder. And in the first episode, Ooh. she's like, hey, you all should come up with the defense for my case that's upcoming. And then she uses it. That doesn't seem legal. It does not. But, <laughs> de- but definitely could have been like, hey, just for funsies. For for extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, not wrong. <laughs> the the only flaw with that is that I generally don't tell the students about the podcast because I don't want to encourage them. <laughs> well, goddammit, that's yeah. why our subscriber count is so low. Yeah, I, I have not told any of them. The only current student I've ever talked about it with, aside from like the obvious ones that have been on the podcast, is the one student that you are aware of, Bridget. Yes. Yeah, other than that, no student has ever. And, and when she brought it up the one day, I was like, oh, you've watched. Okay. <laughs> Which episodes? Yeah, I was like, I try, I, like, I'm always very cautious of what I say for that reason, but sometimes I forget. But also, once you get tenure... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which uh, should hopefully be like four months. Hell yeah. Then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> then you can be like, you get extra credit for listening to the stupid little podcast that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. I... So seaweed gone. Beautiful. That was impressive. No longer holding the uh, sheet of green construction paper. That's right. I got an envelope in the mail today. You got an envelope in the mail Jerry today. Duty. What was in it? From, from one Bridget R. Kelly. Oh, damn. Oh, I got to check my mail. When I opened it and saw the picture on top, I, like, squealed. Because it's so cute. It's sitting right in front of me. I <laughs> was really happy with how these all turned out. Oh, I love that. Look at us. Oh, my God. Wait, I love that one so much. That's it's so cute. cute. That's so cute. I was especially you know not being able to see whether you're framing it correctly. Okay, actually, yeah. I have, I got the double prints because I knew I was going to want to send some to you guys. But I have a question for oh. whoever oh. is responsible for this. Oh lord. What was this supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only picture I took was of you guys at the statues. That was the only time I used it, so unless it's that, it wasn't me. I can see the rug and the corner of my air mattress. Okay, so it was one of you two. Unless <laughs> there was an air mattress at the statues. Well, she just said her air mattress specifically, so unless she brought her air mattress to the statues. I don't know Dark how to make AF. spooky alien noise. So that's our one mystery. Who it took this? Like somebody, it almost looks like there's, yeah, I can't, like a defect in the picture. Like it didn't print all the way or something. Yeah, I wish I knew. So yeah. Fun. That was, that was the one mystery. And other than that, they all came out good, except for the two where I like kind of forgot to turn on the flash, but then they just like, like look cute and lo-fi. And also they're just of your cat, so... Just of her cat. Okay, Just not of like her that. Cat. 
I was showing Luna one of the pictures of her earlier, and she, of course, felt the need to rub all the corners of it and every edge. Of course, so. as she should, as is her right. I was like, look, it's you, and she's just face all over. It is indeed me, she said. Any corner. Hit, like, point at, point at them with an envelope. They're happy. I love that. That's so cute. I have to point at them with my phone the next time I'm there. Well, it's got to be a little sharper. I mean, they'll still rub it, but they won't like it as much. I will have to point at them with something else. Yes, yeah, something with uh, good edges. Like, not super sharp, but, like, enough to them really get their cheek on it. and Look a little pointy. <laughs> yeah. Noted. Yeah. We do stand. Okay, so, um, if y'all will recall, in our last episode, we decided that we were oh, going to... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we decided that we were going to make up some funky, fresh, new conspiracy theories and then spread them to our friends and family. Because um, it sounded like fun. <clears throat> and uh, in light of the fact that we only have two conspiracy theories, instead of uh, going... Yes, Bestie? Um, while I was in the wrong video chat and in the bathroom, I another one popped into my head. Do tell. Oh, just, like, another conspiracy theory. So do you want to have two entries, or do we want to have what I was going to have in light of the fact that uh, Brooks does not have a conspiracy theory? I was going to have her. Um, we, Zach, you and I both present ours. Yes. And then you would, Brooks would pick a winner. Mm-hmm. Zach, do you want to have two entries, or do we want to just, like, discuss oh, that afterwards as a fun little addendum? Yeah, well, he can pick the one he wants to like submit and then just talk about the other yeah, one. Yeah, no, my second one is the one I'm going to submit because it's a little more. I mean, okay, it's not that much more thought out, but it's a little more thought Mine out. Isn't, and I research. mean, we can, whatever is the winner, we can do some detail building. This is oh, just no. like a proof of concept. <laughs> Would you like to start or shall I? I'll just because. So that we have a balance. I'll just throw out the one I thought about today, seven minutes ago. I love it. Um, yeah. My conspiracy theory, my first one, is that National Treasure was funded, the film was funded by Homeland Security. As a way to test for, for defaults in the security systems in the Smithsonian's. Because people would try to national treasure them. Mm-hmm. All right. You put in you the chat what? that we wouldn't see that coming. I most certainly didn't. <laughs> oh, that was one that I thought of, like, just now. Oh, beautiful. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of companies that have, like, expensive stuff in them, or, like, a lot of museums will hire companies yeah. to, like, for security. Yeah. So it's really a way for them to, like, save a lot of money. I mean, yeah. They had to spend a lot of money to make national treasure, I suppose. <laughs> but like, but people will keep trying to do that stuff like endlessly, and so it's like you, you pay the one getting you free get security improvements. Yeah, incredible. Okay, so here's what I came up with. <clears throat> uh, everyone's least favorite Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is, in fact, um, a was installed by the KGB is a Russian plant in order to destabilize the United States government and accelerate the downfall of the U.S. empire. 
That's not doing a conspiracy theory. That's probably just true. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I came up with. Yeah, I mean, didn't you just see the, um, oh, I can't remember the exact wording, a quote that from Putin where he basically said something along the lines of, you know, blah, 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 so we can help. Our partner, America. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. No, I didn't. And He's I really might have <laughs> dismissed that as a conspiracy theory idea had I seen that. Oh, yeah, I think they talk, talked about it on Positive America. Yeah. Oopsies. Yeah. Okay. Well... <laughs> Yeah. It's quite possible. You have you your options. Oh, I have to pick already? I mean, we can discuss further. Do you have questions oh for either of us? So, oh. I had my my actual conspiracy theory. Hit, hit me with it. Um, My actual conspiracy theory was that the burning of the Library of Alexandria was an inside job. <sighs> okay. So, I was doing some research... Um, which, which, which I don't think I knew Brooks at this point or was like on this podcast, but, um, just a little fun tidbit. When I originally told Bridget I was moving to Alexandria, she, she thought I was moving to Egypt. Because um, you had told me about the yes. potential trip to the DRC. Yeah. And I, so, no, it, it all makes sense. Conflated like, the two in my mind. Yeah. Um, so I was doing some research and actually the library was in decline, like and ha had been in decline for a while and then was partially burned by Julius Caesar during the Civil War. And I think it was intentional for the insurance money. Whatever the Geico equivalent of 40 BC was. Did they have insurance companies then? In this case, they do. Are we assuming that, or do are like do we know that for a fact? I, I have no idea. I, I I have no idea if they had like policy genius or not. But you know. Well, I mean, the, I, they, the they concept of well insurance sort of... doesn't seem too far fetched for what no. we consider like the height of like you know democracy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I that's just my conspiracy theory. It was in decline, and during the Civil War, it was a good excuse to try to burn it which he didn't even do successfully um although it was technically an accident but it lived on after that all right it was just to toasty i love it so now i guess we open the floor to questions if there are any wait so which which is the one that is officially submitted for yeah, zach which is your official submission i'll, I'll do the national treasure one just because it's much more closer to my heart of course because okay. I, I sort of had them like rank ordered in my head and sure. it's not like it's really based on anything <laughs> you know? of course. Which, which one felt most interesting to me shall i provide sure oh yeah yeah which do we want to explore <laughs> i would go with the national treasure one well right. i find it to be the most interesting but it's also maybe a little bit harder to like if we wanted to like yarn board it, mm -hmm. that might be harder to do. I think the Marjorie Taylor Green one would be easier to yarn board. Which, oh, yeah. God, I want a reason to do that just once in my life. Yeah, so I suppose it depends on the criteria. I, I think I find the, the National Treasure one interesting because it is kind of like unexpected, but it's like, oh, yeah, the kind of. <laughs> but to actually try to like plot out details might be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. 
I gotta say, I mean, so my like, favorite conspiracy theory, which isn't even a conspiracy theory, because like when it circle when it when you get to the end of it, like net zero change has occurred. But I've said it before on the podcast. My favorite conspiracy theory of all time is that the United States government was going to hire Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing, but Kubrick, being the perfectionist that he is, uh, insisted that they shoot on location. So we just went ahead with the space program. And again, this changes nothing. And there is absolutely no, like, yarn boarding to be done here. But it is my favorite conspiracy theory. So honestly, I see why the National Treasure one is way more interesting to explore. There's a line in the song Californication, because I've been on a Red Hot Chili Peppers kick for the last week, that is, like, like space takes place in a Hollywood basement or something like that. Mm. Okay, so we have two dots to connect. Yeah. <laughs> either of you ever watch this I don't want this reference to be lost on you guys either of you ever watch BuzzFeed Unsolved or see the thing where it's like I've connected the dots you didn't connect shit I've connected them you had me watch it that one time when you were here just the one time yeah we either way so. it just made me think I've of watched that. BuzzFeed videos I, I learned what kind of bread I am haven't we all? No, uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved was, like, literally the only good thing to come out of BuzzFeed other than, like, the actual, their actual, like, journalism team that is stuck working for the, that yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous company. Anyway. Yeah, um, let's do some world building with this National Treasure one. <laughs> we have, uh, somebody's gonna help. Oh, I, amazing. Thank you. I'm actually <laughs> curious, like, what, if any, big heists have been actually attempted, like... There was a massive, um... Oh, there was a huge bank heist in Argentina. And I can't remember... Like, I they did a whole season of, like, the Duolingo Spanish podcast on this bank robbery. And I don't remember, like, I think it was early, <clears throat> late 90s or early 2000s. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I listened to it, but, like, it certainly has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh... I mean, perhaps not with, like, you know, the Declaration of Independence, but people have tried to, you know, people have gone into banks and tried to take very large sums of money. Have you all In, seen that? Ooh. In, um... In 1982, stamps worth $21,000 were stolen from the National Museum of American History. Okay. Oh, and another thing. Lending credibility. Another thing I learned on the Duolingo Spanish podcast, there is this huge, like, not uh, not a conference. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like this giant, like, almost flea market type thing, but with books, like just books. And this guy who like owned like who owned like a like a bookstore that would specialize in like kind of like you know rare books, out of print stuff. He had like an like an original like first printing signed copy of uh, I think is it a hundred years of solitude or a thousand years of solitude the um, Gabriel the Marquez novel, but it got like stolen out of a display case at this like giant book fair. And they did find it, but it was nuts. I will link these things that I'm talking about, because I'm remembering them poorly, but I swear they did happen. Can we just acknowledge that this is basically an episode of Psych where they throw out a wild idea and then build evidence for it? 
Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brooke, what were you going to say? Um, there's a docu-series on Netflix, you know, because I try to watch, like, every single criminal, like, true crime docu-series. Of course. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's called Diabolical. It's about a bank heist. Ooh, that's but it's, uh, yeah, but it's real, um, different because. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's nothing yeah. like the movies, like the notion yeah, no, of the no, heist. It's, it's, it's even more different than you would expect. Like, um, this guy, they strapped a bomb around his neck. Oh, and the they color bomb thing? Away. Yeah. I have, BuzzFeed Unsolved did an episode on that, and I think they might have briefly touched on it in last podcast on the left at some point. Many of my various true crime sources have talked about this. Please continue. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so they sent him into the bank to demand money, and I believe they gave him some, but he didn't get nearly as much as he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then police found him, and, you know, they made him stay still at gunpoint while they were getting the bomb squad, and the bomb squad did not make it in time. And they have actual footage of the bomb going off, and they showed it in the docuseries. Oh my god. It is unsettling. Yeah, I'm gonna say oh graphic, god. to say the least. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really messed up. I mean, when they do close-ups, they blur it a little bit, so it's not as bad, but it's, yeah. Nothing makes you realize more that we literally are just meat with opinions than, like, a true crime doc. Where they, like, yeah. show the, like, gory details. We are literally just meat that has opinions. Meat with electricity. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely not how they used to do bank robberies. Or it was Golden Joe and the Suggins. Suggins gang. And they, like, <laughs> shoot Suggins in the side of the wall? What, were bullets were free, free back free then? Like <laughs> oh, man. They dressed up for the occasion. They made a day of it. They were going to church in Atlanta. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but... Rocky series is really interesting because they never really quite came to a conclusion about who did it, but they had all these suspects and these people that had like, like basically they were rednecks with genius IQs and it's like the craziest thing. Yeah. I love a good cold, like I obviously like the notion of a cold case is terrible because people don't get closure, but I love a good un- unsolved mystery. There we go. I love a good unsolved mystery where you can just like, think about all the different especially one that has so many different options that are like actually could be true like Mm -hmm. oh i love that stuff i could just think about it forever yeah it's a fascinating docuseries but like that's the only like specific heist that i'm aware of because of that yeah so yeah it's not very typical uh definitely isn't some of that um pierce brosnan what was that movie the thomas crown affair stuff yeah Hmm. Another reference you guys don't get. Sorry. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> huh? It it was no Ocean's Eleven. Sure, but they don't they don't do art. They just do like money, right? Yeah. It counts. I'm, I think we're but just in talking based in general. Way. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I guess technically we're talking about documents. For some reason, my mind immediately went to art. I don't know why. He's I feel like, like that's in a seven minutes. Common trope, yeah. like in yeah. yeah, TV and movies. Pierre Despriaux. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was also imagining him, but he didn't really steal things. So. No, he just faked art thefts, which is almost better. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Who, like, wait, who is this guy? I don't know if I've ever heard of him. No, it's a, he's not a real person. He, oh, is he's, this from um, Psych? Yeah, he's like a somewhat recurring character on Psych. Gotcha. Who's like a fake 
art thief. But yeah. like a brilliant guy, but like that's how he gets away with it. How fun yeah. would that be in real life though? <laughs> that no, that would actually be really cool. Like, and like be so that's like the like art theft equivalent of when the boat was stuck in the Suez Canal and like it was like <laughs> technically a global catastrophe, but there was nothing we could do about it. So we just yeah. had fun with it. Like that. We're not losing any precious works of art. We just get to have a fun little mystery for a while. Still yeah. never get over that imagery of that dinky excavator. Oh, that little excavator. <laughs> Trying to dig out a little. <laughs> My favorite tweet to come out of that whole thing was, imagine being the first guy to go through the Suez Canal after it gets unblocked and knowing that you hold in your hands a steering wheel that has the potential to do the funniest thing that's ever happened. Wait, no, no, okay, but you know what I was thinking is, like, what if you are the guy in the excavator and then you succeed? And suddenly this thing just, like, lurches. Like, how, how do you I floor hope they, one of those? Yeah, things? I hope they, like, had a plan with how they were digging it yeah. out to, like, cause the least amount of movement. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh... funny is that the same company that owned that boat got stuck again, like, a month ago. Oh, wasn't that the one that, like, ran aground in... Yeah. Where was in, it? In, in Maryland. Hell like, yes. Like, off the coast of Maryland. That's fantastic. <laughs> They were like, you can't go in water. That's less than 50 feet. And they're like, what if we did 25 feet? And then they got stuck. More um, global catastrophes that are just things getting stuck and not working. Yeah. Those ones are great. Those ones are a lot of fun. What if, as a, a series of conspiracy theory, what if the guy who was piloting, captaining, who's captaining, who's captaining that boat, did it on purpose because he just thought the world needed a break. He was like, you know the what? world I'll sucks right now. I'm going to give him a week of memes. Those six days in March. I don't know how you steer a boat. <laughs> were like the like clearest <laughs> that time has felt for me in a long while. Oh, that was the closest to world peace we've ever gotten. Yeah, that and uh, <laughs> the launch of Pokemon Go. Closest to world peace yeah. we've ever come. Oh, actually, and since it's um since it's spring and the weather's getting nicer, uh, my annual obsession with Pokemon Go has started again because it gets me out of the house, and I'm having fun. I don't care if it's cringe. Thank you. Always conspiracy theories that like those shoot 'em up games are like recruitment tools or something to see who can like strategize and the best i don't know every once in a while something like that gets floated i mean like the united states military also has like official video games so i feel like that's not oh, yeah. a conspiracy theory at this point that's simply a statement of fact did anyone else hear that yep. oh the bell okay. yep no they I lit the fire station in my uh, neighborhood is down the block from me, and for whatever reason, um, they they make they make some beeps at um, six o'clock every evening. Don't know why. Just making sure it wasn't uh, imagining things. Nope. When I lived back in New York, I lived close enough to my middle school that when I was when I stayed home from the school because I was sick or something, I could hear the bells go off for each period. Like, oh my god. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, time for gym. And then I didn't get out of bed at 11 o'clock. I am just now realizing that I don't remember what the bell sounded like in high school anymore. I am one step closer to being cleansed. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I'm okay with never learning Yeah, I am so okay with never remembering. (laughs) I can still hear them in my head. Whack. Well, no, I'm not going to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm okay with it. Yeah, nope. Although now it's wild to think that there was a time in life where bells, like, told us what to do. Until the teacher said they didn't. The bell doesn't dismiss you, I do. And then you get to the next class and they'd be like, why are you late? Yep. (sighs) Most teachers were always the worst. Always. And then I got to college and I was like, where's the bells? Yeah. (laughs) How am I supposed to know where to be? (laughs) And then class ends like a half hour early and the professor's like, what the yeah. hell are you still doing here? Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to class early a few times recently, just like a few minutes here or there. Yeah. Um, and they never seem to believe that I'm telling the truth. Like, they just continue to sit there. I'm like, no, we're, we're done. You can go. And then they just sit there and look at me. Like they, they don't believe me for some reason. I had a once a week class from five to eight on Mondays that usually got out early just because it was a long class. But every once in a while, we had to stay for the whole time. And we were so spoiled. Or at least I was so spoiled. that I was like, what the fuck? Why am I here for the whole period, <laughs> for the whole class? There's always that professor, though, who like just seems to like yeah. get through it. Like, not that they're even rushing or anything. They just seem to be able to like zip yeah. through everything. And then you actually have to have the whole class. You're like, what the fuck? There's always that one. There's that one. Fun times. Um, do we want to do any world building with the, uh, National Treasure Conspiracy? If not, I have another question. I mean, there's definitely precedent to people stealing stuff from, like, Smithsonian museums. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think there's something there to thinking about, like, the members of the cast and to what extent they knew. I'm also going to be careful what I say in case something does get stolen and then they have to read back this podcast in court. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be really fun. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's famous. Um, um, yeah. At the time. <laughs> Boom, that'll that'll be one, that'll increase that'll be one way to get famous. Yeah, I'd be in prison for it, but you know what? No. No, no. You know what? I would go to prison for clout. Hell yeah. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just, you gotta do whatever it takes, man. Gotta do what it takes. Okay. This I mean, is gonna get chopped out of context so badly. <laughs> that requires an audience, bud. I'm already, like, technically a tiny, tiny, tiny touch to a very, very small segment of the population famous in my field. Oh, yeah! On my publications. Yeah. Every once in a while I get invited to talk at places. And this one time a friend asked me if I would talk to his lab group because uh, when he mentioned that he knew me, they all like went crazy, apparently. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you actually know her? Oh my god. Use yeah. your fame. Use your no, fame literally. to get us more viewers. Oh, I, <laughs> Again, I just meant like, use it to get stuff. That too. Speaking fees. Communication field. Yeah. Just within the communication field and people that study my kind of area. Use your fame. Oh my god. Very narrowly. People in the communication field do know other people. Speaking of fame and, like, 
showing up places. Um, it was Obama's first time back in the White House since he left. And the when he his first the first words he said when he was like addressing the press, he gaffed because he said Vice President Joe Biden. I think it was just kind of like muscle memory. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like yeah. in the White House. And then Joe Biden was like, we had lunch. It was awkward. We weren't really sure who was supposed to sit where. <laughs> like, God, I miss uh, like like obviously yeah, I miss Obama president. and all that, but like I miss that duo. That was like. Anyways, that was it. I feel that. sort of John and Gus esque. Yes. No. Literally. literally. <laughs> nice. Okay, we hit the limit that's like three psych. Yeah, that's enough with the psych <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, hello. Echo. I'm getting I'm getting kisses. Aww. Sweet baby. We love her. We um do. what's everyone's favorite Pokemon? <laughs> I know like Two, maybe three Pokemon. You two suck. And one of them is Pikachu. <laughs> Correct. I mean, yeah. Why does my door sound like Pikachu? Yo, I'm the fucking yellow rat <laughs> from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we're going to have to do a meme review that's just memes that we send yeah. to each other. Yeah. Because it's a very chaotic oh. mix. It's been a long time since we did a meme review. I'll have to work on that for next episode. There we go. Boom. A little preview. Yeah, I keep, I'm always saving them and then forgetting to send them because you guys are always sending me Instagram and Twitter, but I'm old and I'm, I look at Facebook and that's where I get all of mine. And so I just save them and send them to you. I still get my memes from Facebook or at least a good amount of them. My favorite Pokemon is Bulbasaur, in case anyone was wondering. I was going to say Charizard because I don't know. Basic, but the- I mean, okay, Bulbasaur is pretty basic too. Not gonna lie. Well, I've heard of them, so that's something. Whoever <laughs> animated CGI Bulbasaur in Detective Pikachu, thank you, thank you. He's so goddamn cute. I oh, I actually did see Detective Pikachu. I love Detective Pikachu. That movie slaps like so much more than it has any right to. I fell asleep <laughs> in the theater. Because I have sleepy bitch disease, not because it was a bad movie. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I love Detective Pikachu so much. That movie smacks. I feel like it's one of those movies when you see the trailer, you're like, that looks absolutely just stupid. That's going to be awful. And then you see it and you're like, what? Yeah, you're like, oh. this is a masterpiece. No, I had the exact opposite. Well, half the opposite reaction where I was like, this looks so dumb. I'm going to love it. <laughs> and then I did. Incredible. I love that movie so much. I like rewatch it with an alarming frequency. <laughs> Who's also, like Ryan the? Reynolds. Oh, oh, wait! I think I know another Pokemon because isn't like Meow Mew? Yeah, that one. Isn't that like the antagonist? Kind of, sort of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that. Uh, Magikarp. Magikarp is an awesome Pokemon. I love Magikarp. They deserve. Love. I know. They deserve love before they evolve, goddammit. I know Pikachu is Squirtle and, like, (laughs) Toyotathon. Honestly, you could randomly generate a Pokemon from... I think all but the most 
the three most recent generations, and there's a 99% chance I can name it. Like, just a random random Pokemon generator. There's a very good chance I will know every single one of them. Impressive. My entire childhood, and honestly, a good chunk of my adulthood. <laughs> it hasn't slowed down. That brief period in 2015 when Pokemon Go first came out and everybody was playing it, I tried for a while. Let me tell you, Magikarp was always my favorite to find, just seeing them flopping around there. They are kind of fun. I was like, oh, sweet Magikarp. Everybody else would be like... Well, you gotta collect them. It takes so much... Goddamn... It takes so many goddamn points to evolve them. I, I found a Pikachu in Washington Park in Albany. Aww. That's so cute. I do remember. I, I I do remember that. I love that. Yeah. No. Again, every spring and summer, I get re-obsessed with Pokemon Go because I'm like, oh, I'm outside. I'm walking places. I'm like, you know, taking little day trips. It's wonderful. I have a great time. Oh, we still need to take a day trip to that like one New York town that's like all bookstores. Yes. Oh, also, um. Zach, if Merckx and I ever come down to Virginia, we have to go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mothman! Oh, okay, yeah. That's where the Mothman yeah. statue is, and for whatever reason, the Mothman statue is, like, double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Mothman. <laughs> okay, I don't know where in Virginia that is, but it sounds like it'd be closer to, like, West Virginia. Just... I mean, it is in West Virginia. Mothman oh, okay. is from West Virginia. That's what I'm Okay. But yeah, no. I, if we're down that way, we need to go. Yeah. I mean, we, we can definitely take a day to do that. Yes! Go Shenandoah. Which is yes! Vibe. Oh my god, we can listen to Take Me Home Country Roads. It'll be incredible. Oh my god, no, literally, yeah. We'll be so cringe, but we'll all be okay with it. You know what? Everything that people say is cringe. It is just a way to discourage people from having fun. There's my hot take. There's another conspiracy theory for you. Cringe culture, it's just a way to shame people for having fun. Oh, fuck. I had a hot take I thought of, like, yesterday and I forgot. Like, not even a conspiracy theory. Just, like, ooh, this will stir things up. Yeah, no. Cringe culture, bullshit. Have fun. Be cringe. Be embarrassing. I wish I had been significantly more cringe in middle school because now I look back, I'm like, God, what? Like, I had no, like, there were no consequences for me, like, dressing weirder and dyeing my hair and all that stuff. Like, now there's consequences. Oh. If if I could go back and relive it, I would have dyed my hair so fast in oh high school. Oh my God, it would have destroyed my hair. I would have had the cringiest yep. emo phase possible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And I would have been happy. Your little, like, journey of facial expressions there was fascinating to me. Well, I... I couldn't quite hear what you whispered. I worked it out, but gotcha. it wasn't what I heard. And so I was like, I thought I heard something about a banana peel. <laughs> no. Or a banana peat. Hmm. I don't know who this banana peat character is, but I'd like to meet him. No. Unfortunately, yeah. Literally every day of my life, I'm so salty that I, like, didn't get to have an emo phase when I was, like, a, like, annoying little tween. Yeah. I wish In- I did. In my defense, my parents were like super helicopter, so I like I I was given a talking to in sixth grade because I had Chameleon Air on my iPod, <laughs> like that cringe, like 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 not even on my part, like like when I was in sixth grade, Chameleon Air was cool probably, but it was that they were I was like first of all, why are you on my iPod, my iPod Nano with the little like. Little scroll wheel. Spinny, spinny. Yeah, the wheel. I was like, I can't think of oh, it. Miss those boys. <laughs> that would click when you spun it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I love those. Mm-hmm. I still have. I plugged it in the other day, and like, it was a treasure trove. My little square. Not, not even the like updated rectangular one. The square iPod Nano. Yeah, no, that's the one that I had. Technology shouldn't have progressed beyond that point. I would have been happy with like my cell phone and my iPod, yeah, and like I, 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 I use my cell phone for texting and my iPod for music, and like, yep. what else do you need? But also, remember when you had to go to school with like both a cell phone and an iPod? Yeah, wild. Two items? What the hell? Those didn't exist in school. <laughs> so no. Enlighten us. Enlighten us to your experience, please. First of all, I did get a um. It's a word, like track phone that you would load minutes onto when I was like a junior or something to be able to call like if I uh, needed picked up after like track practice or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't get my first iPod until my 
it might have been my freshman year of college, maybe so. Cool. So what I brought if I wanted to listen to music was a, a disc man. Yeah. You know, yeah. a CD player. Yeah. They even had the, the foam headphones that had like the over ear thing around the back of the head. They were, were super cool at the time. Those can have been comfortable. We didn't know any better. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the OG, like, Apple iPod earbuds were not particularly comfortable. No. Yeah, yeah, like the circle ones. Yep. Yeah. And then I remember it was a big deal that they like changed the shape of them. God, what a time. Oh yeah, I had those. My the iPod I had was um the the first iPod with video was the one that I got. Hell yeah. So yeah, it came with those headphones. It's the one and only Apple product I've ever owned in my life. Interesting. Still exists in the time capsule. Because I stopped adding music to it at a certain point, and so now it's like that, you know, period of time. Do you have a particular bias against Apple products? Just not a fan of the interfaces. Fair enough. I've used used them plenty of times because they're used a lot in like editing work, you know, That's video editing. Thing. I love having the like custom PC I have right now. But like, if I ever had like my own like fancy like home office or whatever for like my own personal video projects, oh my god, I would drop so much money on just like the highest functioning like macbook or like desktop like mac that i could afford because when you act like as much as like apple is like overpriced and you're paying for the name is that in a lot of ways using a mac for what it was designed to do beautifully seamless experience like using a computer that was designed to run like photo and video editing software to do that nothing like it why I loved the Mac Lab at Geneseo. Spent a lot of time there. They're pretty commonly used as editing machines. And they work, and they work well. Yeah. That's my primary experience. As an undergraduate, mostly. Nice. Back in my broadcast days. Oh, so like the big chunky Macs that I had in like elementary school? Yeah. Yeah! Oh, I miss I those. know what you're talking about. God, I miss those so much. They were great. They were like kind Let of triangular. Almost the color that were like the bright colors. Oh yeah! Have you seen the thing where someone like found one of them at like a yard sale or whatever, and then gutted it and used it as a cat bed? Ooh, fun! It was adorable. No, great decor. They were so pretty. They were honestly. I loved that like early two thousands like clear plastic but colored plastic technology, like the phone Mm -hmm. where you like the landline where you could see all the inner workings. I had one in my bedroom and one in my college dorm, so I had two of That's those. That's fantastic. One... I wish I had gotten the experience of, like, having your own landline. Mm-hmm. I, like, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it's crazy to think back on now. Like, I had a landline in my bedroom, like, in high school, and, like, a cordless phone I would just pick over the wall. Like, I like weird. That's so much fun. It was up and... Who would say, oh, that's the phone's room. <laughs> oh, that's the phone's room. <laughs> it's almost Tuesday. <laughs> and the operator was a real person that you had to be nice to. One moment, please. <laughs> I'm, I don't even remember to move the voices around because it is the 40s. <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> no, we 100% do. We need to stop. Um... Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. 
And honestly, like, I know, like, every, like, actually living through, like, every era in history, it's been some bullshit. God, the good parts of the, of, like, being, like, a teenager slash in your 20s in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, the good parts of that, God, they sound like so much fun. I think that I was born at a fortunate time because my childhood, like, it was with, entirely without internet or cell phones or anything like that. But then, you know, I, like, social media started to be a thing, like, right when I started college. The first, That's, like, the perfect I, time for it. Yeah. yeah, we got our first computer when I was a freshman in high school, but it was, like, you know, family desktop. I got my first laptop when I went away to college. The first iPhone came out the year I graduated college, so smartphones weren't a thing until I was in grad school. That's perfect. Yeah, right, so I got, like, the best of both worlds, I feel like. I saw this tweet that was, like, Facebook should do something where anytime you go on somebody's on somebody's Facebook page, it'll play their music, and then someone's like, oh, my God, you we've reached the generation that space. doesn't know MySpace, yeah. It was, like, the worst part of MySpace. It was always annoying when the songs started playing. I'm like, stop it, I don't want to hear that. But, of course, I always put a song on mine, so. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. My one core memory from those, like, chonky Macs in the, the computer lab was, like, Brain Pop. Oh, Brain <laughs> right? Pop. I, I was, like, sitting here for the last five minutes trying to remember what it's called. God, that shit was yes. good. It, you know, no, like, Brain Pop went so hard. It really did. Mm-hmm. They popped off. Actually, here's a thing, and, like, somebody, like, wrote, I'll have to try and find it. Somebody wrote about this in a much more nuanced manner, but the way that spaces for, like, children and, like, tweens used to exist on the internet, like, when I was, like, in grade school, if I went to, like, Barbie.com, it was a bunch of games. Like, it was a bunch of Flash games. Now it's just, like, like, now it would just, like, take you to, like, shop for, like, toys. And that's just, like, it's, uh, it's fucked, you know? Like, there really aren't I a lot of, sp- like, any spaces for just, like, children and teens <laughs> and, like, younger teens, like, tweens on the internet, like, don't really exist anymore. It's either, like, you know, like, parental controls, like, you know, blocking everything, or just, like, unfiltered, like, capitalism. I remember going on, like, the Lego website as a kid, and there was all those, like, dumb Flash games. Yeah, where like, it was all Flash games. Like, yeah. If you went to, like, yeah. Disney.com, it would be games, not, like, purchasing things. Did you ever pl- This is such a niche thing, so I'd be surprised you did. But did you ever play Virtual Magic Kingdom? No, I don't think I did. Oh, oh my god. I'll, I need to find YouTube footage of it. But that, when like when I was in like third grade, oh my god. I would have lived there. And then when we finally went to Magic Kingdom, and like my siblings and I knew where everything was. Incredible. Because we played this game so much. I feel like almost every, like, every girl my age is, and like, a couple of years either way is going to know what I'm talking about. The games on specifically the Barbie website and the Polly Pocket website, unparalleled. Unparalleled the Flash games on those websites when I was in like third grade. Do you mean the Boba Tea website? The huh? The oh, yeah. Boba Tea, yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you? 
So, um, I was a kid who chewed on Polly Pocket clothes. <laughs> and one time, um, I, like, found one in my pocket or whatever, and we were going to, like, a movie or, like, a little show or something, and it was, uh, zebra print, and I put it in my mouth at the start of this event, and I, like, chewed on it the entire time, and then when I took it out, the print was gone. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's a story about me as an idiot six year old. <laughs> that was the not really pocket poly pockets, right? No, they were the ones that were like a couple inches tall. Yeah, but it was still not really like, not like the original poly pockets when they were that big. No, we did have one of those though. We did have one of the super teeny tiny ones, but no, we had the ones that came with like the rubber clothes, and god, those bitches were delicious. Yeah, you couldn't change the clothes in the original ones. I have two of the original Polly Pockets. Those, like, sell for a lot now. Do they? Yeah. I've got a round pink one and a yellow heart-shaped one. Oh, we had a pink heart! I'm loving this fun little trip down memory lane, but yeah, no, mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. loved chewing on Polly Pocket clothes, and the tweet that made me try bubble tea for the first time was somebody saying, I love bubble tea because it's like, chewing on edible Polly Pocket clothes, and I was like, oh, take me back. Um, and it is. I would say it's a very comparable experience. That was a fun day. That was a great day. Also, Brooks, I love you looking on in horror as, like, the two of us <laughs> recount these weird stories as if you didn't do weird shit as, like, a seven-year-old. I just have no, like, reference point, I guess, for these things, having grown up in a different time like i didn't go to any of those websites because uh, i didn't have a computer when i was that no, age no no i just want to hear your equivalent of chewed on poly pocket clothes until the design was gone that's still so funny <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember some stupid thing you did when you were seven <sighs> nothing's coming to mind that i can think on it Okay. Seven was longer ago for me. I mean, this is true. Never. It's true. But that does They're still, st like, that, is, I, that still sticks in my head. <laughs> like, just so much. Zach, what did you do? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. I can't necessarily think of, like, one specific thing, but I do remember... Or, like, a thing you I... used to do. It's not something I used to do like on the regular, but just like to highlight what a stupid child I was. When I was twelve, I was at a holiday party at a family at like a family member's house, and I ate like some little pastry thing, and then I found out it was a rum cake, and I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die!" Yeah, that is such a kid. Or yeah. your mom would get you to eat something by saying like, "Oh, I put a little bit of wine in the sauce," and you'd be like, "Oh shit." Mm -hmm. that's how they get you like, um oh man I'm trying to think about specifics but like I miss, when, uh, being, I miss being a small child I wish I was not conscious of the world as a whole when the uh, 101 Dalmatians movie came out the like the cartoon Disney one that was my favorite movie I love it I, I don't remember when it came out how old I was. It was I was like peak age you know like 9 or 8 or something like Oh, it had to be like eight because my, yeah. Um, 
and I had some of the original stuffed animals yeah. that I promote the movie. And I used to trim their fur, thinking that it would grow back. There you go. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly that's it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I still remember. I still have them somewhere in one of my boxes in the basement. That is fantastic. I love that so much. It's like a and stubby. Where I have um, <laughs> I have an aunt who loves to tell this one story. Like literally, every time the family gets together, she tells it at least once. But um, we were visiting their house, and she would normally keep a jar of Hershey's Kisses, yeah. you know, sitting somewhere. And of course, you know, I'd only be allowed to have like one or two or whatever. But they weren't always paying attention to me. You know, they're having catching up and whatever. And so one time, I just grabbed the jar and hid behind a chair. And just sat there and ate them and like kind of put all the wrappers <laughs> and didn't put it back because I was like, oh crap, if I put it back, they're going to notice all the Hershey kisses are missing. So I'm just going to leave it behind the chair. And so eventually they found it. And I can't live it down. Nice. And um, she regularly gives me Hershey's kisses. Oh, that's cute though. Yeah, she wants, I can't remember. I think it was like when I was in college, maybe college graduation or something. She gave me um, a candy dish that's shaped like a glass Hershey's kiss. With her in it. But that's one of those things where like, she just brings it up every single time. And then everybody laughs at me. For thinking I could hide. Yeah. And because I ate all the chocolate. Yeah. Can't help it. I like chocolate. It's good shit. Do either of y'all um, chew on seatbelts? can't say that we did it was at like the perfect height you know <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't a chewer. at mouth level yes <laughs> i feel like some people are chewers and some people aren't yeah i, was I wasn't as bad as some of the kids in my neighborhood like there are multiple oh. stories of like our some of our family friends like their kids like ate like fucking deodorant and shit but like i remember i definitely put a lot of things in my mouth as a child <laughs> okay so do you I- i'm sure you guys did this but like in elementary school you would get like your agenda yeah yeah so i so this is what i did because this is what i chewed i would take parts of the spiral and like (laughs) bend it off and then just chew it like it was a piece of grass until it got disgusting and then i discard it and take off more (laughs) to the point that by the end of the year it was just like a staple in the corner (laughs) No, and you know what else was great? The corners of, like, the VHS clamshell boxes. I put those oh my in God, my I mouth completely forgot. a fair I amount of times. There was literally nothing left of that agenda. I just thought of a really weird thing I used to Hit me with it. Me. I'm having so much fun. I had, I had the, sorry, I had the microplastics in my system before it was cool. <laughs> Yes, so did I. <laughs> yeah, apparently we consume a credit card's worth of plastic every week. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my mom said when say? she was a kid she used to eat paste. <laughs> That's a really common one, though. Because it's literally, it's just like flour and water. Yeah. And, it came, and she was like, yeah, and it came with a, like a little brush. It was like a utensil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? So when I, I must have been pretty young because I was still in Catholic school when I did this. Of course. Um, 
but sometimes they would give us like bread and butter for lunch and it would be um, a piece of bread cut into triangles, but the butter was only on one half for some reason every time. And so I would take the piece that didn't have any butter on it, take off the crust and then roll it into a ball like really firmly and then just carry it around nibbling pieces off of it. And, like, <laughs> okay. I would like compress the bread sometimes too, just cause it's fun. The carrying it around <laughs> is fascinating <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yep, just carry it around, like take little pieces off, nibble, and then like re-roll it so it's still a ball. <laughs> just like long period of time afterward. Kids are so fucking oh. weird. Okay. A friend that did the same thing that we both did it. So my, my mom, she, when, what she used to do is she would like put a piece of bread between two magazines and then sit on it to flatten it and then eat it. Oh my god. I don't know why. <laughs> it does give it a denser texture. It does. There's there's something to it, and also my uh, one of my cousins who's a little bit who's a couple years older than I am. He like taught me and my sister that like you know when you have like bread at the dinner table or whatever you like compress it and then you make it look like a communion wafer. Uh, communion wafers are gross. I didn't think they were that bad. Yeah, make communion wafer nachos. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, like, kind of came up, not came up, but, like, in the chess world, when you're, like, playing chess outdoors, like, you play for money. It's just super common mm -hmm. um, and whatnot. But apparently, my, like, gambling proclivities stretched back to, like, third grade because, um, and, and I don't remember this, but my parents told me from their parent-teacher conference. So, you know how in elementary, in elementary school, there's always, like, the class currency and you, like, buy erasers and stuff with it? Yeah. So... I, apparently when I was in like third grade I was like gambling on test scores and like apparently making like bank in whatever currency form that's fantastic we had that it was like oh by the way he needs to like stop like like that's not the point of this the, oh, the money <laughs> I used to clown on my was... I used to get my sister with this one every single time um we had like the like the game of life like the board game mm -hmm. um and we didn't actually know how to play it. We just like to spin the wheel and like take the cards and move the little cards around. And I was like, oh, I'll be the banker. So whenever she like paid bills, she just paid me. So I always won. <laughs> and she never caught on <laughs> or like didn't catch on for a very long time. And another thing I used to do to my sister was whenever we made a mess uh, playing with all my toys, I'd be like, okay, we're going to play a new game. Uh, I, I'm the cleanup fairy. And I would, like, hit her with, like, a toy magic wand and, like, sing a song and make her clean my room. Capitalism. Yeah, and it was, like, a, like and it wasn't, like, a little plastic one. Like, it was made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it had my name like, on it and everything. We didn't have classroom currency, so that's interesting. But, like, it was in sixth grade, and I believe it was my English class, we had a weekly spelling bee. And whoever won the spelling bee would get three Jolly Ranchers. Ooh. And then, like, third place would get two, and then third place would get one of them. Uh, and I, I won, like, every single week. But everybody would get so mad at me. But then I would just, like, um, stockpile the Jolly Ranchers that I would win and give them out to buy their affection. <laughs> so, like a little politician. Way, yeah, yeah, a little diplomacy. <laughs> like, You're mad at me? Have my own ranchers. <laughs> oh so that was that was my, my grade school. Sometimes, like, 
whatever candy, like, the teachers had, like, left over from, like, whatever holiday they would hand it out on. They had, like, the little tiny pixie sticks. And a bunch of the boys in my class got in trouble for snorting them on the playground. I feel like that would hurt. I'm sure it would it did. hurt. That's sugar. That's, like, not soft. I'm sure that it did. Plus, they're tart, so there's, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they stopped handing those out. <laughs> Fair. I'm so glad that we're recording all of our childhood weirdness. For I know this is great, but for, yeah. like grade school and middle school, the strangest time on earth because everyone is just so weird and like doesn't know not to yeah. be in public yet. Yeah, middle school is the worst for that. So yeah. strange, and frankly, I wish I was even stranger. Because now I'm constantly worried about consequences and people not thinking I'm cool. I wish I had gotten it all out of my system when I was in, like, fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just... And also, I feel like a lot of my, like, school stories are, like, have a particular flavor of weird. Because I went to a K-8 through school and was with the same 30 people for eight years. Is that because you're graduating class? Yeah. I did not get a normal K-1 education because I went to a private Christian school. Like, a young earth private Christian school. Oh, I technically went to, like, Catholic like, school for kindergarten, but all they did was, like, say a Hail Mary every now and again and make me wear a uniform. In third grade, we wrote class letters to George Bush because, you know, he was the president or whatever. But um, in kindergarten, we learned about um, American soldiers doing God's work in Iraq. Um, so that was fun. They were like, yup. Like, yup. God wants this to happen. We were like, okay. Because <laughs> we were five and sure. Yikes. And then, and then I found out that my first grade teacher was like twenty two, like literally a child. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, like I'm older than her now. Yeah, and I would not feel qualified teaching children. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, even if I liked children, I would not feel qualified to teach them at, at this at where I am in my life. I taught college at twenty two. That's, and that's so fucked. Yeah, it was, Wait, but it, was, it was uncomfortable. If you don't like children, wouldn't you not want to be qualified in teaching them? Because then you get to just, like, mess around. Okay, here's the thing. I don't like children, but I am not um, going out of my way to, like, screw them up. Yeah, me neither. Or, like, you know, traumatize them. Don't like kids at all, but I'm, you know, not out here being actively mean to children. I went to Catholic school, preschool through fourth grade. I had nuns as teachers. And how did that fuck you up? They were very mean. Oh yeah, well, no, my dad said he used to get, like, hit with a ruler. Yeah, we had one that would throw erasers. That's not that bad. Were, well, they weren't allowed to hit us. Hmm. So that was, like, the closest that she could get. Yeah, no. Yeah, and we had religion class. And uh, we had to go to, to mass, like, multiple times. Like, I can't remember how often we went. Pretty often. We had to go to confession regularly. We had chapel. 
I remember that. I definitely re remember chapel. Yeah, and with, with Catholics, we have all these, like, rites of passage we had to do, like, First Communion and all that Oh my god. Stuff. I remember that shit. And you have to, like, practice for it and, like, study for it. Yeah. Oh my god. Sunday school, baby. Um... Literally, every time I was in college and I would, like, come home and we would, like, go to, like, church for, like, you know, Christmas or whatever. And this is, like, a John Mulaney thing. I was the one pre-Y2K asshole going, and also, and also with, you. with you. What? What? When? <laughs> yeah, no, literally. The end with your spirit? Absolutely not. I had to go to a funeral, like, last year, and they said... And they said that, and I, and I almost started laughing. <laughs> because I was like, oh my god, this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, don't. Like, literally don't. Yeah. Um, was I going to Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I forgot. Speaking of Y2K, what was that shit like? My parents filled the bathtub, but that was it. Because, like, why not? <laughs> It was, like, people were freaking out, man. Yeah, that's whack to me. Yeah, like, everybody was convinced the world was going to end. The news was constantly reporting, like, you have to prepare. We have to do all these things. And talking about, like, all these catastrophes that were going to happen. Everybody was all scared. Fun. Yeah, and apparently we, my mom said she and my dad just bought, like, went out and bought, like, a pack of, like, bottled water. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I uh, went to a New Year's party at a friend's house that night and i made a what i called a y2k survival kit like i got a shoebox hell yeah and i put it in white paper and i actually wrote that on their y2k survival kit there was something i wrote small in parentheses but i can't remember what it was that um but i put sounds so fun yeah i put a bunch of stuff in there like i can't remember like a bottle of water some snacks like different things and i put a light bulb in there which was supposed to be a joke because they said all the, the electricity was going to be you know going out because the systems didn't understand you know and my friends didn't get it. They were like, that's not going to help you. The electricity's not going to work. That's the joke. No one got me. Oh my God. I was <laughs> that's kind of fantastic, though. I like kind yeah. of love everything about that. Yeah, I kept that kit for a long time. I, I mean, I threw it away eventually, but of I, I still had three years afterward. But, we um, had 2012. We did have 2012. That, that was our thing. Yeah, that was our Y2K. <laughs> that was our Y2K. 2012 wasn't even close to Y2K, though. I wish. Y2K when sounds like were, it was fun. It was close yeah. when you were learning about it when you were 10. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say. Learning about that when I was 10. Uh, I was like, I was traumatized. Literally. I was like, my entire 5th no, grade class was traumatized. Yeah. But do you know how, how like, 10, 11-year-old me eventually rationalized this? I did the math and I was like, I'll be in 10th grade. I'll be older then. Yeah. Like, like I've been tenth grade. Like I've lived a long life. That's like that was literally <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Kids are so like literally no matter the era. Kids are the like middle schoolers are the strangest group of people on the planet. Mm -hmm. So awkward. Yeah, they're so weird. This has been wonderful. I am. I have greatly enjoyed our fun little trip down memory lane with all of our strange yeah. stories. Great conspiracy building. Yeah, yeah. great conspiracy building. You know what? 
I don't think we even need a conspiracy. And I'm sure there has to be some conspiracy about, like, why middle schoolers are as freaking weird as they are. Puberty. Yeah, they'll yep. do it. But that's not even a conspiracy theory. That's just, <laughs> just how it be. It I mean, be. conspiracy theory about puberty monsters. Could be something there. You know, a little big mouth. I have to catch up on that show. I'm way behind. Yeah, I'm a couple seasons behind. Oopsies. Anyway, alright. This has been great. This has been wonderful. I think at some point we settled on an assignment for the next episode, but I can't even remember what it- No, we're doing meme review! That's what we're doing. We're doing oh, meme oh, review yeah. next episode. Um, should it be exchanges from our personal group chat, or do we want more time to put that together? Like, new ones, or- I mean, like, ones we have previously sent in the group chat, perhaps not ones that we already discussed when we were, like, sitting in a circle sending each other memes <laughs> during that one episode where we were all in the same room. But Sorry, things that have been passed back and forth in our various groups. Do we want to do that next week, or do we want a little more time to plan? Because, frankly, there are some exchanges, like, just, like, text exchanges between us that I, like, want to get screenshots of. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones. Because we say some weird things. Nothing there. Alright, yeah. Do we want to just do, like, another kind of random put-together meme review? Sure, but a cool thing to do would be that each of us has to bring, like, two new ones that they haven't shared or something. Ooh, that, yes. Absolutely. Genius. We'll have to, like, upload them into, like, a Google Drive folder and, like, not look, at, like, right before the episode and not look at anything. Yeah, we've done for me before where I have the folder open, but I don't click on it until you... Hell yeah. So. Fant okay, cool. So we have a plan. Yeah. We have a plan for next episode. And I say this two hours after I just told you guys, I saved all these memes I didn't send. Here, let me send them all at once. So now I'm cleaned out. Well, I mean, I'm assuming between now and next yeah. Wednesday, yeah. you will find at least one meme. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> just Those are the, like, the saturation of memes out there. Send some uh, um, uh, communications memes. I want to see what those look like. I wish that I had followed through on my idea to make a Geneseo communication department meme page while I was still at Geneseo, and then I could have, like, passed it on to somebody before I graduated. Counts as a communication meme. I have no idea. I could have sworn somebody, was, somebody on this podcast was talking about, like, a very niche meme page that they were a part of, but maybe... Oh, was that your, like, academia meme pages? I, I, I think that was it. That was probably it. Yeah, there's, um... Yeah, it's... I can't remember the name of the, the meme group. Yeah. I think it might actually just be the... There's an account that... They, I think they have it on both, like, Twitter and Facebook, but, like, shit academics say. Is the... I believe that. Wait, that could actually be a really fun format, is, like, send memes, but send memes that are very specific to what Ooh. you do, and then we have to explain why they're funny. This is like two whole separate meme reviews. This is great. <laughs> my uh, my boyfriend in college, so he had a, a radio show at a radio station. Fun. And he had this friend, Tony, who would come every week to do a segment that they called Laugh Box, which was spelled L-A-F-F-B-O-X-X-X. Of course. Where nice. Tony would tell like some, you know, pretty simple, like punny type joke. 
and then over explain it. <laughs> and the explanation was, was always way funnier than the joke. There's something, I find something very funny about people explaining things that maybe don't even need to explain. It is kind of, it is kind of fun. I get what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. I still right. think about that. Well, now we got multiple ideas. This is great. <laughs> I love it. I love to see it. All right. More homework. <laughs> I mean, if you want to think of it that way, you can. <laughs> I have list of, I, up until, um, like three hours ago, I thought I might be going to Philadelphia this weekend. So I have. A bunch of time that just opened up to me. Well, that's good. Yeah. There we go. All right. We should still do a Philly trip at some point. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, no. That's, that sounds like a very fun time. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. All right. As always, uh, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we'll be back again next week with some uh, dank memes for y'all. <laughs> 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 yeah, what was that? Oh. Okay, adios, everybody. <laughs> this week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.